Everyone to Murrayville Baptist Church. Good to see all of you tonight. I'm looking forward to having youth night tonight and see what the Lord's going to do among us. So let's all stand. We want to go to the Lord in prayer. Brother Ron Bagley, how about you open us in prayer? Amen. Amen. Come on, Brother Ray. Page 
we already did that one. That's the wrong page. My bad. It's 401. few announcements and we'll get on with the meeting tonight. 
let's remember that on this coming Saturday on the 11th is our Valentine banquet at 6 o'clock. So all of you please plan on being here with us for that. And also on February the 12th, that evening service, I've been asked to mention that y'all are going to be doing a little something for Miss Debbie uh, for her anniversary here at the church. So remember that right after night service next Sunday morning. Sunday evening. Shadows fall all around us. Darkness comes to hide our way. Don't despair, the night is ending. The clearest night will light the way. There's a Zach come tonight and bring us the message. You come on, my brother. Tonight we're going to be in Matthew. Oh, yeah, I need that. Maybe. I'm tall. Yay. Okay. Um, Matthew 16, if you would. Matthew 16, starting in verse 13, it reads, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, 
Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And then in the next following verses, Jesus states that he will build his church with Peter. In verse 15, when he says, he says, he saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? He says, but whom say ye that I am? He's, he's wondering if they're listening. Because at first he, he said, whom do, do, do others, who do men say that I am? And then he asked them personally. He wants to see if they're listening. And tonight, I think Jesus is wondering, are you listening? And his question is, who do you say Jesus is? Brother Clay Haynes, would you open us in a word of prayer? Amen. Every single person on this planet believe something about God. If, even if they've not heard about the Christian God, someone must have heard about something that is beyond us. Some may believe God to be a supernatural being, something that exists but isn't really important. Others may believe him to be in the Bible and mentioned in the Bible, but he doesn't really exist. And some may believe God to be nothing and that God is nothing. But a true Christian who is a follower of Christ, not the church, not a preacher, not the baptistry, but Christ. A true Christian believes God is the one who created you and I and everything on this planet. And he was willing to die. He was, he was willing to die on a cross for everyone. And God is the one who created everything. And then he was willing to send Jesus, his only son, to die for everything. Jesus is the son of God, and as part of the Trinity, Jesus and God are one. Anyhow, Jesus, when he asked his disciples who they say that he is, a man speaks up, and that man is Simon Peter. Simon is the first one to speak up, and he says something remarkable. Everybody has probably heard it. I'm sure it's a really familiar passage. But all the disciples respond when he asked, who do men say that I am? They all respond because it says they. They all respond. But when he asked them personally, he gets personal. He steps in another step. He says, whom do ye say that I am? And only one man answers, and that's Simon Peter. So, God and Jesus, who are one, are, 
identified as something. They have to be something. And Simon Peter knows what he thinks them to be. And he says, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus then responds to him, saying, Blessed art thou, Simon Peter, for flesh and blood hath not revealed itself unto thee, but the Father which is in heaven. So I think in, in this passage that if we, if we are to be like Simon Peter, then we are to be blessed too. And to have flesh and blood not overtaking us and not in us and um, to ha exist and it be um, there with us, but that we don't always have it in us and that we're not always in sin. So um, after exploring who Jesus is said to be by Peter, I now want to explore how we are seen by Jesus. Who are we to Jesus? We are all children of God, and as such, we are children of Jesus. Where in return, that flips around to say that he is our Father, our Heavenly Father. And that is said a lot, God, the Heavenly Father. It is a term that is used uh, quite often because we are his children. Um, if you would turn to 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. First John chapter 2, verse 1 reads, My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we, an ad we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. If you look at it, it's, it's, it, uh, it's been said a lot as an example if you think about a courtroom, God is the judge, Jesus is the attorney, and you are the defendant. This verse says he's the propitiation for our sins. He's the representative. He, he swaps the roles. He becomes the defendant. But he shows he gave his blood. And, that's, and that is what wins the case. That is what allows us to go to heaven. Because... Not only did God show mercy by us not going to hell, but he showed grace by allowing us to go to heaven. So what we are in the eyes of Jesus, we are in opposite. So since he is our heavenly father, we are the children. He is, he is the attorney, we are the defendant. Finally, I want to see who is Jesus? Who is God? Who are they? Well, the Old Testament accounts in Isaiah prophesied of Emmanuel, which I'm sure you've heard means God is with us. It prophesies the Messiah to be born of a virgin, born in Bethlehem, and the government on top of his shoulders, always around him, always watching, always trying to throw him off or do something to him. But besides physical traits, who is Jesus, who is he? Well, according to an article written in 1984 by the Washington Post, they write, 
Jesus was a Jewish revolutionary who tried without success to be a worldly Messiah for Israel when he failed and was crucified. Well, who is Jesus? It's the opposite of what Washington Post says. He's the one who succeeded because he beat death, hell, and the grave, and because he rose up on the third day. So he succeeded by being crucified because he rose up from the grave. So, no, that is not what he is. Because today he sits at the right hand of the Father, ready for us to meet him up there so he can be our attorney. So today, Simon Peter is correct. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he is the live as the Savior of the world. Brother John. Who is Jesus to you? Amen. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> it fits you well. Yes, it does. Oh, my. Let's all stand tonight. I want to do something special for these kids. I want to get all the kids that were singing up to here tonight, Zach and all them. I want them to gather around the altars. I want us as a church to gather around them and pray for them. And, uh, amen. I like that. You ready, Will? Okay. Amen. Come on, kids. Y'all come gather around these altars. Come on, down here. Come on. Aren't these, aren't these children precious? Aren't they precious? I wish, I wish all the children of this world knew what Zach knows and all these other kids know. Um, you read about some of the things that's going on in our school system and in our world today, and it breaks your heart. Just to know and to see what's going on and what some of our kids are experiencing and being raised in today. But I'm thankful for some parents and some caretakers that, that take the time to spend time with these kids and let them know about Jesus Christ. And I appreciate a church that spends time with them, the teachers that spend time on Wednesday night and Sunday mornings with them. From the nursery on up through every age that they represent, that's represented here tonight. You play a part in these kids' lives, a major part, and you'll never know the impact that you make Sunday in, Sunday out, Wednesday in, Wednesday out in these children's lives. Little Will came to me today, and he's questioning about salvation and wanting to know about being saved and things like that. Would to God all children knew to ask those kind of questions at an early age. The, the earlier, the better. The earlier, the better. So what I want to do tonight, I want this church to come gather around them and pray for them. And you might want to just pray for one in specifically. It may be your own. It may be another one. But church, let's come. Sis, you come play the piano for us while we are taking this time of prayer for these young people. Any of you young people want to say anything? Amen. Anybody else tonight? Any of y'all want to say anything? It's okay. They're really outspoken, aren't they? 
Well, let's come and gather around them. Let's pray for them tonight and ask God's blessings on them. Y'all come on.